Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. All of you really help make what I'm doing something that uh, feels more impactful. Um, I might sound a little different. I'm fighting off a cold, so uh, it is Ruth. I just have a bit more of a husky voice. Um, So it was funny. Earlier today, actually, no, as in like half an hour ago, it suddenly sank in for me that this September, all of my kids are going to be in school, which means for the first time in nine years, my primary occupation is not going to be taking care of children at home. And I am freaking out. It's like, I'm, you know, I, I think this is something that I, I think a lot of people kind of struggle with. It's just this, like, this feeling of being a nobody. And it's definitely something that I've struggled with a lot. And um, now all of a sudden it's like, I mean, I had my first kid when I was 23. I was I got pregnant when I was 22. We uh, Sean and I got married when we were 19. And then um, I was starting to go back to school and I found out I was pregnant. And I did my first year of university while pregnant and then, you know, stayed home and then Uh, When I was pregnant with my third, I decided to go back to university and take a couple courses. And then I had my third and I've stayed home and I've taken on a couple a couple jobs outside of the house since then. One of them was full time. One of them was part time. And they lasted over the span of a few years. But primarily in the last nine years, I've been home. And even when you know, the jobs that I had outside of the house didn't work out. It was kind of like, well, you know, I had this, this thing to fall back on, you know, being a stay-at-home mom. I had kids at home that I could take, that I was taking care of. And so I, it wasn't like I was just leaving to sit at home and do nothing. I was going back and taking care of my children, which is a very difficult job. Any parent can, can understand that, can know that. And now it's like I, I've known, obviously, that, you know, all three kids are going to be starting school in September. But I just, you know, we're in July, near the end of July. And suddenly it's becoming very real to me. You know, and I've had all these ideas of what I was going to do with my time when all my kids were in school. But now I'm starting to doubt all of them because all of them had to do with, you know, pr- pursuing some pretty wild dreams. And now I'm thinking, well, you know, do I need to be realistic? And do I really have what it takes to pursue these wild dreams? And optimistically depressed is one of them, but I have other things that I want to pursue as well. And I'm experiencing some very serious doubt. And I am freaking out. I'm freaking out. So um, that's just, it's weird. Like I, I'm, I'm really starting into this new chapter of my life. And I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to that feeling in some way. It's just been so long. 
like I'm I'm in my 30s now. I'm in my early 30s. It's like it hasn't been since my early 20s that I've had to think about what I'm actually going to do with my time. It's been you know pretty much decided for me like I'm I was a parent. I'm a parent and I had kids at home all the time. It was fairly simple to to just know that that's where that's where my calling was. That's what I was doing. But it is something that's temporary. And, you know, even though it took up nine years, a little over nine years, like it's still, as it turns out, temporary. And I'm, I'm nearing the end of that. I just can't believe it. Like I, you know, it's the whole, like the, your brain knows that that time's coming, but the rest of you just doesn't really realize it because it's so out of the ordinary is not what my life has been so it's scary so I'm gonna have to figure out a way to bring out that bravery that courage and figure some stuff out um really figure out where I'm gonna be focusing my attention what I'm gonna be pursuing and get serious about it because (laughs) I haven't really had to get that serious about things because uh, I already had the primary thing that I was very serious about that took up all my time, all the time, every day. It's a little, it's scary. <laughs> so that's just what's, <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about for the past half hour, 45 minutes. And <laughs> it's totally messing with me. Um, anyway, all that aside, I got to interview Tom Taggart, and he is fearlessly honest. It was really cool to be able to talk with him because I don't know a lot of people quite like him. And he has so much that he's gone through to be where he is today, and he's done well. And he's kind of, he's come to a lot of realizations, and he's had to face a lot of realities and Instead of, you know, there are two options when you come to a certain reality that you may not be that fond of. You have two options. You can deny it and run away or you can just face it and do something with it. He's one of those people that faced it and did something with it and um, could actually accept criticism, constructive criticism, but still criticism from other people and did something with it. I'm... I admire how he could do that, how he can do that. And so talking with him was a privilege. And I think that, you know, all to all of you who are listening, uh, when you listen to this interview with him, I'm sure that you're going to be inspired. I certainly was. So, uh, and, you know, to all of you who are listening, like, thank you. Thank you so much. I can't, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And um, if you are enjoying my podcast, you know, your referrals are so appreciated. I know that some of you out there have been referring this podcast to other people, and I really appreciate it. To all the people who have left reviews for me, thank you so much. To all of you who have rated this podcast, I really deeply thank you. It means so much to me. It helps make this podcast uh, something that can become more known to the public. 
and I really do believe that what I'm doing is important and, um, and the word of it can't be spread without you. So to all of you who have been doing that, really, thank you. To all of you who have been sending me encouraging notes, which there are so many of you, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. And now uh, I've kept you waiting long enough. Here is Tom. day uh it was a day i had like a really long meeting that i wasn't look forward to looking forward to oh but, no uh, it didn't go as bad as i thought oh hey yeah. well, that's always nice yeah it's like one of those things where um you get a bunch of people together that like are the res- on the receiving end of the service you provide and they have an opportunity to say how much they hate you <laughs> Oof, <laughs> so yeah. naturally i think they're gonna tell me how much they hate me and everything but uh <laughs> No, it worked out well. It's got some good feedback. Okay, well, that's good. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. I feel like I would be feeling the same way that you did. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, it's coming now. Yeah. Yeah, I just assume the worst every time. Yeah. 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 It's usually the loudest people are the ones that talk. You know, they're the angriest. They're the meanest. Yeah. Yeah, it's like YouTube comments. Don't read them. Yeah, no. no. I... I stay away. Yeah. I don't think I have, like, I kind of would assume I don't even have any on YouTube, but I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if I had anybody viewing on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I've been lucky so far. I haven't really encountered any rude comments or anything. That's good. It's nice. How's things going with you with the podcast and all that fun jazz? Oh my goodness. You know what? It's going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I've been keeping pretty busy still which is good. I'm, uh, like I was away in Ontario. I had all that stuff happen with my family and that was hard. And I'm like, this week is the first, like the last couple days of the first couple days that like I was fine. I finally kind of felt like kind of more back to myself. Mm. So that was nice. That's tough. I was really sorry to hear that when you messaged me, like that's losing anybody's tough. And yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, kind of as bad as it is and how tough it is to, like, lose somebody from your life, um, whether they're family or not family, or even if they just kind of leave your life and it hurts you, I think at the end of it, when you come out, you're stronger and better. I think. I think that you're right. Yeah. Are we po- podcasting right now? Is that a thing? Yeah. Are we actually? Yeah, we're, we're going. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. No. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I guess, like, yeah, no, I guess to build on that, like, the, the bad experiences in your life are the ones that are more responsible for making you who you are and making you better. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think some of my most, like, most of my growth has come from me having a very poor experience. And it doesn't matter if it's, like, something that's been inflicted on me or if it's something that I inflicted on myself. Mm. But afterwards, I take some time and I think about it. And usually I have, like, a good friend or two that I can talk to about it. And then it's just kind of like, I'm going to change this. Yeah. You change for the better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I tell people sometimes, you know, your brain is kind of like your, your body. Like, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you when we met one time, um, but uh, like if you break your bone, 
uh, and it heals, you end up with like calcium deposits. That's why boxers have these big, strong knuckles and everything is from repeated trauma and their body builds up, you know, more calcium and it makes it so the bone's harder and it's harder to break. And then your skin is the same way. Um, when you get a cut and a bad cut, you end up with a scar and scar tissue is just tough skin because it's recognized there's trauma there. So when we feel trauma on like a, a like a mental or an emotional level, our brain does the same thing. And uh, I don't know, maybe because we're both kind of fucked up. Um, in general, it makes <laughs> us even better because we have to deal with it like internally on a different, like in a different way that everybody else does. So we're like superhumans. That's what I think. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm totally going to take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. You know, every, if you look about, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Um, like all the like super successful people, they're all fucked up. <laughs> they're all got something going on, right? Yeah. Like there's some kind of, you know, whether it's depression or anxiety or, you know, uh, different mood disorders or bipolar or whatever. They all got something. And yeah. I think because of all the struggles that they had in their early life, they made them want to persevere more. I think that's what you're doing with your podcast. You're growing your podcast. I think it's awesome. It's gaining more popularity. People are listening to it. You're changing people's mindset. You're opening up doors that, you know, other people wouldn't open. Thanks. Otherwise, no problem. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I hope that that's what I'm doing. That's I know it's goal. what you're doing. <laughs> I know it's what you're doing. I told you the when we met there, uh, whenever it was, I was, uh, I was driving to PEI. And I was having just a shitty day. I didn't want to go to PEI. It was first thing in the morning. I wasn't caffeinated very well. That's um, always very important. I was going to a meeting that I didn't want to go to. And then I knew I had to drive back that day. And I think I turned your podcast on around, I want to say Amherst. And, and I forget the guy's name again. Um, he was the guy that was traveling all over the place. And he was new to Canada. And uh, he brought you chocolate. Mo. Mo, yeah. yeah. And he was just so uplifting. And your conversation was so uplifting. By the time I got to Charlottetown, I was just like, yeah, today's going to be a good day. That's today's so going to be nice. a good day. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. That makes me feel fantastic. Oh, well, it should. You're doing good things. You're putting good shit out in the world. And good shit comes back to you when you do that. Oh, thank you. No problem. I want to talk about you. Me. Okay. Yes. Sure. What do you want to know? I want to know, I want to know first what made you feel like compelled to, to come on this podcast? Um, well, I first found out about the podcast when you um, sat down with a, a friend of mine uh, I used to work with, Mike. Um, yeah. Mike's a great guy. Yeah, uh, he is. I think he's awesome. And I listened to it and I was like, wow, that's really great. I'm glad somebody's doing that. I wish I had a thought of that idea. Um, <laughs> um, and then I listened to a few more. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really good stuff. And I don't know if, like, somebody had shared a link or I saw something in the description. Like, hey, if you want to share your story, you know, uh, send me this email or whatever. And I was like, you know what? This is good. I'm going to do this. Because, like, I, I, I'm fairly open in general about, you know, my struggles and shit that I've gone through because, you know, if I've tried and failed and tried and failed. Why should somebody else do it if they can learn from me before they hit their face on the floor? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm fairly open in general about it. I'm really comfortable talking about it. If people ask me questions, I answer it. And I, and I get a bit of a forum um, with work to talk to a lot of different people. Um, but I felt like this would 
you know, reach a broader audience. And I feel like a not perfect and I don't cope well sometimes, but, uh, you know, um, just, I don't know, spreading the word. Like, I'm successful. I'm dealing with it. And there was low points in my life and low points even still. Um, but you struggle and you persevere and you become a superhuman. That's right. I said it again. Um, <laughs> and uh, you just, you live and you look for the positive in life and you try and put as much positive shit out there in hopes that eventually someday down the road you'll get positive shit back and that's mm-hmm. it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. So then... Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that you've come through. <laughs> but first, actually, I just okay. want to say, sure. like, I like I really appreciate the bravery that it takes to, like, just reach out and, like, fill out that form. And yeah, that was tough. Yeah, like, yeah. The person's going to think I'm an idiot. That's what I thought. That's, yeah. I get I, that, and I'm just like, she probably gets, like, a million messages. She's not going to read mine. <laughs> that was not even true. And Maybe not a million, like, you know, a couple hundred a night. Oh, you're so kind. People want to talk about this stuff. I don't get that many, but yeah, yeah, I do get some. And yes, yours definitely was something that stuck out to me. So let's, uh, let's start getting into some of the, let's just, what are some of the, like, since we're optimistically depressed, we deal with mental struggles, that kind of thing. So let's start with where those have been, what that's been for you. Okay. Um, well, I have depression um, yeah. and anxiety. And some sometimes the depression's bad and, and I don't have much anxiety and sometimes the anxiety's horrible and I don't feel depressed. I'm just like constantly anxious. But uh, um, Can I ask, do you prefer one over the other? No. <laughs> They're both horrible. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Like. Because I had somebody that I was talking with once say that they prefer feeling depressed over anxious. Uh, I don't think I like either of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, uh, they both suck equally yeah, yeah. as bad. Equally as bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like one makes you feel one way, one makes you feel the other way. They both suck. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah. Different coping mechanisms to try and get out of both of them. Um, but yeah, no, I I think the anxiety was like the first thing that I noticed. You know, I think that, you know, you come from a, a culture and just when I say I come from a culture, I, I come from Canada, um, <laughs> from rural Nova Scotia and mm. had an amazing upbringing, great family um, still. Um, my mom and dad are awesome. My sisters are awesome. Um, you know, never really wanted for anything, but I always had this anxiety. And I just kind of like chalked it up to being, you know, nervous or to go do things or meet people. And um, I don't know, I guess, when I started feeling depressed, but I, it was always something I just like pushed off because, you know, you got to be a man and, you know, a man's got to not show his emotions and you got to be. I don't know, like fucking Clint Eastwood or something. I'm sorry for swearing so much. No, it's fine. Um, I got a question, though. Yeah. You say, like, push it off. Yeah. And I know, like, I know that that's something that we do. Yes. But what, what does that, like, what is that? Like, how do you do that? How do you push something off? Uh, not easily. Um, usually in private. And, um, you know, I used to, like, just pound on, like, pillows and beds and sometimes a really hard wall that hurts a lot. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, I used to be fairly active. I used to like go for a run or something like that. Or, you know, I used to go to the gym. I used to go to the gym and kind of like try and work it off, I guess. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's just like you try and just like not show it, I guess, you know, you internalize it, you bottle it up and it usually only makes things worse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find that it makes you feel numb eventually or? Yeah. Like, uh, I guess, I mean, I went through a really uh, rough patch just even like last week where I was just. I was so down and depressed and I got numb um, and I didn't really care about anything or anyone or myself and I felt like I needed to feel something and I wanted to like punish myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it took a while to get out of that, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, so how do you get out of it? Uh, one day at a time. Uh, that's kind of a, cliche thing but uh you know I kind of accept the fact sometimes that if I'm feeling really shitty about myself and don't want to talk to people or don't want to interact that I just don't and I accept it and I try and get through the day and sometimes I'll write shit down or um sometimes I'll um go for a hike or whatever or just go outside and walk um, and not have anywhere to go, um, and just be outside, uh, and then go to bed and hope to God the next day's better, um, yeah. you know, and sometimes I end up with like stupid bad habits. Like I probably drink too much when I'm down, um, or whatever. Um, but that's I'm not endorsing that. Um, yeah, just, but no, it, like yeah. it makes sense. Like you just yeah. want to feel something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I go to this, uh, I started going to this group and it's a great group. It's in Dartmouth. It's kind of shitty times of the day. Cause it's like, I think it's two to two to four, or one to three. It's a, it's like a men's mental health group with the Dartmouth co-op and they're, oh, cool. they're, they're awesome. And, uh, we were just talking in group one day and, uh, they asked like, what, what do you, what do you feel when you do feel things, um, when you're in those states? And I was like, sometimes I just feel like I want to hurt rather than feel good and like, like pain. Like I, and I, and I don't like self harm or anything, but I like, I feel like I'd like to get in the ring with Mike Tyson and just let him give me a couple good slugs. And then I feel pain and then I have to focus on that. And rather than, you know, what's going on inside me. That makes so yeah. much sense. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that's just makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it's better than feeling either nothing or, um, just like this internal demon that, you know, is clawing around inside you and you, you can't, you don't know, like you can't take a pill to fix it, you know, like an Advil or you can't, um, you know, roll it out from a, you know, like on a yoga mat or whatever the hell those things are. Um, (laughs) roller back pad things. Yeah. Yoga mat. Yeah. Um, you can't stretch it out. You can't, you can't get in there. You can't put a bandaid on it. Mm. Um, so if you have some physical pain to focus on, it seems better. I'm also not endorsing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, but it's just like describing, like honestly describing what it feels like, which I think is really 
I think that's important because it kind of helps, like, it's difficult to identify. Yeah. So when you can finally, like, identify it, you're kind of like, oh, my, that is what that is? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, I didn't even really realize that I had depression until somebody described what it felt like. Yeah. And well, then, it creeps up on you, right? Yes. You think everything's normal. Oh, I'm just having a bad day. I'm just having a bad week. And oh my fuck, I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's it. Like, that's it's, it. it just comes one day. Like, I, I, I like worked in the system for years and like even like facilitate courses where we talk about this stuff and signs and symptoms and stuff like that and then I was doing that for years and then one day someone descri- like described how they were feeling to me and I was like wait a minute that's me wait a minute I'm depressed <laughs> I gotta go talk to somebody yeah like I gotta do something about this <laughs> yeah that's so funny uh, yeah it's crazy yeah yeah uh, it's, uh, yeah <laughs> And that was how it came upon you? like Yeah, like, I mean, like, I knew I was in a bad spot. Like, I knew it was bad, but I was, like, I don't know if I was in denial or I was, like, it can't happen to me or I'm coping, I'm managing. Like, I can still go to work. Right. Life sucks, but I see people that are way worse than me every single day. So what do I have to complain about? Yeah. No one's going to believe me. Yeah. My doctor's going to laugh at me. Yeah. He didn't, but. Right. But yeah. you, yeah, I, I get that reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there something that happened in your life that triggered it? Or was it something that you think you kind of always had there? Like you were saying before, it was kind of just seemed there. Like the yeah. Like, I think it was always there. Um, and I think that it, it like came to like a catalyst. Um I don't want to talk too much about this because it involves somebody else and I don't want to um, give away their privacy. Um, But, you know, I was in a very stressful, like, I guess, ongoing interpersonal relationship with an individual that was just constantly gnawing at me. And it was like between that and what I was trying to deal with inside and then the stress I would get from work, like, you know, you can... You can deal with work stress if you can, like, leave it at work, which nobody ever really does. But, you know, you can kind of leave some of it. Yeah. Um, and you can deal with stress over here because you don't have stress over there. But when it's coming at you from all angles, it just, like, slowly chips away at you. And eventually there's nothing left to hold you upright. And you kind of hit rock bottom. And, you know, and whatever it looks like for everybody uh, individually, you can't breathe. And you're constantly worried. And, you know, you're just thinking the worst stuff all the time and uh and one day I was uh I was I was uh I was talking to my sister and she was like it's like a dark cloud over your head all the time and like you know I feel like that sometimes and this is what it like you know does to me and then I was talking to somebody else and somebody else and they were like yeah well I have this and you know, this is how I feel when I'm sick. And I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you should have a test for it. Like, you just, like, stick your finger in, like a, like a, in, like a blood insulin level test where you just, like, pick, pick your finger, stick it in a machine, and you're like, oh, you're depressed. <laughs> Shit. 
perfect. I gotta go see somebody. How handy would that be? That'd be the best. That would be the best. That'd be the best. It's like a daily thing. You just check your level of shittiness. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm 50% shitty. I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be so would handy. Be awesome. I'm gonna invent it. Okay. No, no, probably not. I'm not that smart, but I'll find somebody that can. And I will make it a part of my morning ritual. That's right, yeah. Get my coffee. Yeah. 25% shitty. All right, let's go. <laughs> it's a good day. Mess this day up. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, okay. So you're saying it chips away at you. Yeah. Which I totally get that too. Yeah. The same things happen to me. And... It's it's amazing. I, like even this past month, like I feel like I've just been chipped away at, yeah. and then until finally last week, I hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like it's like I wonder if there's a way to not hit rock bottom before you can actually. <laughs> I don't know because it always seems to work that way, doesn't it? It Does yeah. It's like ah oh, no, I can still stand up. I can still stand up, and then boom, something takes the legs right out from under you, and you're like ah oh, shit, I should have dealt with this earlier. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like how like how many years have you been knowingly dealing with this? Oh, I guess when I finally like went to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's only that's like three years. That's okay. Not, not, no, no, it's got to be more than that. Jeez, who am I kidding? <laughs> No, because I had to take a leave from work. Oh, that was uh, 2014, 2015. 2014, yeah. okay. So, okay, so it's been about five, four or five years. Yeah, around about, yeah. So it's funny because, yeah, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression mm-hmm. in t- 2012. Okay. And I had, but like, in retrospect, I know I had it before then. Oh, yeah. And as we all <laughs> As we all figure out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even now, like, I still get, like, these sneak attacks. These, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, green beret, depression, fucking, excuse my language, germs or whatever they are, sliding in on fast ropes. Yes. Out of nowhere. Like depression ninjas. Yes. Depression ninjas. <laughs> Hashtag depression ninjas. Hashtag depression ninjas. There you go. I think we just came up with another excellent hashtag. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it can be really discouraging because you kind of want to slap yourself and be like, how did I not see this coming? Yeah. But then, but then that's the wrong way to, to react yeah, to just, it. It's more self-loathing, loathing. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I should know this by now. Like, what, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <sighs> and then you could just, it just gets, it just can suck you right down. It like does. even further, even when you re- realize that it's caught you. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> like it just keeps it's going. Just going and going and going. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy thing how it works. And I obviously don't understand it very well. Um, but uh, just try and learn from each, I guess. Yeah. Face plant. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you can learn and it's like you can y- learn from one unique experience. Yeah. But then you can en- encounter something, as an experience that's similar. Mm. But it's different enough that 
is like, I don't, I don't realize anything bad's happened. I'm just going to walk through this door and slam my face against the brick wall that's on the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's great. Until it's not. Until it's not. Until it's not. Yeah. And, then, and, then there, and then you're just like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. Yeah, how are you? I'm not, yeah, I'm good. That's yeah, the I'm standard good. response. You don't even have to think about it. Like, yeah. He's like, you know, you go to Tim, I go to Tim Hortons in the morning, every damn morning. <laughs> and uh, I just talked to the girl on the loudspeaker, and she, she said, Welcome to Tim Hortons. Can I take your order? And I say, Hello, how are you today? And she says, oh, I'm good, honey. How are you? And I said, I'm just great. And in my head, after I say it, I'm like, I'm not actually that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. So, okay, when we got together before, yes. we talked about how you did try medication. Yes. And then it just didn't seem to be the route for you. Uh, no, I, I still take medication. It was oh, you still that, take medication? Yeah, okay. no, I was Sorry. taking it, like, you know, they don't know what your dosage should be. So at first, you know, you take one pill and you're like, oh, I still feel like shit. And then uh, you go to your doctor and he's like, hey, feeling it? I feel like shit. You, know, you should take some more. So you take some more. And then eventually you're on it for a while and you're like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Life's good. You know, I have some bad days, but I bounce back pretty good. And, um, the, uh, eventually he was like, yeah, you should, we, maybe we should try like weaning you off. Yeah. And, uh, the, um, I'm sorry. My daughter's <laughs> playing piano. In case it's anybody, okay. Yeah. She, <laughs> um, it's a has beautiful that sound. <laughs> it, is, it is a beautiful sound. It is. Um, but the, yeah, no, uh, I started like, you know, he's like, maybe, maybe you should try weaning off a little bit. But, you know, and he was telling me about like being slow and, you know, taking your time with things. And I was just in one ear or the other. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do, you know, I'm on two pills now. So I'm going to jump down to a pill and a half and I'm going to do a pill and a half for a month. And then I'm going to drop down to one pill. And then after a month of one pill, I'm going to drop down to half a pill. And I never even took count of like how I was feeling through all of it. Like in reality, I probably should have kept like a, a mood journal or something like that. Mm, um, oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I know. My sister's full of great ideas. She told me I should have done that. Huh. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mood journal. Yeah. Mood journal. Yeah. Okay. Noted. <laughs> yeah. That's really smart. Okay. And then like, I was just like, I, again, didn't realize how shitty I was and how, what a shitty person I was becoming and not wanting to do anything or interact with people. And I was living with my sister at the time again. Um, <laughs> and one day she came home. She's like, Thomas, are you taking your medication? And I said, yeah, why? She says, because you're acting like a piece of shit. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She's like, you just, you're like, you're like, you suck. <laughs> She's like, are you taking like the correct dosage? And I was like, I'm doing exactly what my doctor told me to. And she's like, what did he tell you? He told me to start weaning off. She's like, so what are you taking right now? I said, half a pill. And she's like, what's your normal dosage? I said, two pills. And then how long have you been doing that? I was like, I don't know, a couple months. She's like, you're an idiot. Go see your doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> So then I felt like shit because I didn't realize it. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I um, I have, I'm on two different medications, and I accidentally I accidentally went off of one. It was just because we were going through like lots of stuff was happening, and okay. I just forgot to take it for a while. I don't really know how long, but by the time I realized mm -hmm. that I hadn't been taking it, I figured it'd probably been about a week. And then I was thinking, well. 
I feel the same, so maybe I don't need to take that anymore. And I was kind of like, I probably already went through withdrawal and I'm probably fine. And right. That's crazy. Yeah. And then like a few days after that, it wasn't long after that, that all of a sudden I was just like down. Oh, yeah. Not okay. And it was just amazing how it sneaks up on you again. And then when and then when it happens, you're like. I'm such a stupid idiot. And then, and then like when you're trying to like pull yourself out of already feeling really down, like it doesn't help when you're just talking down to yourself because you're like, you could have avoided this if you would have just paid more attention. And yeah. Oh, (laughs) listen, trust me. I'm surprised you made it through the withdrawal phase because I, if I miss a couple pills, there's like lightning bolts going off in my head and my hands are shaking and I can't concentrate. And it's like almost painful. Um, it's, wow. it's bad. Like I, I, um, I, uh, how did I screw that up? Like everything else, I always screw it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was, uh, I think I just, I, oh, I thought I had one more refill left on my, my script mm. and I was like getting down to like the last, you know, two days worth of pills. And I picked up the bottle and I looked at it and said, zero refills. I'm like, oh, Tom, you're an idiot again. <laughs> So like, <laughs> it's like a Thursday. I called the doctor's office. My doctor is in Truro. Oh. Um, so I'm like, I need to see my doctor. I called the receptionist. They're like, yeah, we're pretty booked up. And she's like, is there something urgent? And I was like, well, I, I only have like one more day's worth of pills. And I didn't realize I don't have any refills left. And I need to see a doctor to get it prescription filled and she's like oh my god let me see where I can fit you in <laughs> um so she got me in I think on a Tuesday afternoon but I ended up going like Friday Saturday Sunday Monday without pills I was like trying to like ration them <laughs> um <laughs> and come Tuesday my head was just ugh, it was so bad I couldn't concentrate I couldn't couldn't it wasn't even depression or any or maybe a little bit of anxiety, but it was just like constant, like lightning bolts going off in my head. It was horrible. Oh my gosh. So if you listen, podcast people that are listening, um, (laughs) if you take medication, don't just like stop cold Turkey because that'll mess you up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not a doctor and neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) This is what our doctors have told us and what we've learned from firsthand experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, the one medication that I accidentally stopped taking was the one that I took the least amount of. Oh, okay. So I think that if it was my, like, so I'm, it was aripiprazole, which is actually an antipsychotic. Okay. And I take it for the side effects, which make it me basically, like, because when I was just on that citalopram oxalate, mm. which I'm on, I'm actually taking three of those now oh, wow. a day. Yeah. Shit. I know, right? Okay. Well. <laughs> If, if it's working, then I endorse it. Yeah, then thumbs up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I stop taking that, I'm pretty sure, like I just, I haven't, I haven't accidentally done that that's yet. Good. Thankfully. So. <laughs> Don't do it. I now will definitely not do that. It's horrible. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just the air piprazole. I take one of those a okay. day. That's not bad then. It's not yeah. so bad. Yeah. But it's. Yeah, but there was a few days where I was kind of feeling like kind of sick and like kind of mm. wonky, and I was like, "Oh, am I coming down with something?" Right. 
because we just automatically jump to a physical ailment because that's what I'm doing air quotes. That's what happens to normal people. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's just the cold. It's just the flu. I'm just overtired. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. Really, it's bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every time. Like, you're actually getting sick. You know it. Yeah. You got a sore throat. You're puking your guts up. You wake up at 3 a.m. and you're just running to the bathroom as fast as you can. That's when you're, that's, yeah. when you're getting mentally unwell. It's like, you know, you got some of the symptoms, but it's not like, it's not there. It's not the same thing. It's just like, again, it's chipping away. It's just chipping away. Yes. That's the it. subtleties. Yeah. So the waves hitting the side of the bank and little bits of rock are falling down. And you don't realize it until that top piece of sod that's overhung just falls off. That's beautifully put. You like that? I, I do. came up with that this second. That was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really good. And that, yeah, that perfectly describes it. Yeah. It's just this, it's, like, I, I know that I've said this before, and I will say it again. Like, it's so sneaky. Oh, it's just yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And so, um, have you found that, um, okay, actually there was one thing that you said earlier that kind of caught my attention because okay. this is a way that I've, that I've thought. And I think I still think, I definitely still think this way as well. Okay. I'll think about what normal people mm. feel. Right. And it's like, I want to be like normal. <sighs> Yeah, but no. Uh, I've come to a point where I kind of like almost embrace it. Um, some people have told me like, you know, you shouldn't have that attitude because, you know, you don't know there could be a cure out there or there could be this and, you know, you may not have to live with it or whatever. But like, it's a part of me. It's inside me. It's whatever's going on that, you know, my body's not producing enough of something or not receiving it properly or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. And it's, you know, it's like, Diabetes, um, you know, maybe maybe they'll cure diabetes. Maybe they already have. I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, either. most people who have diabetes live with it for the rest of their lives, and they just manage it, and it's a part of them. And that's, you know, I hate to say that's life, but um, kind of is. And you know, it's a part of me, and it's a uh, part of how I, you know, overcome things. And you know, I've probably learned more about myself. Um, and what makes me happy and what I need to do to be, you know, mentally well or happy um, than I ever would have if I didn't have like that, those rock bottom days and like the little sneaky shit that comes out of nowhere. Um, I embrace it. Like I, I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. I'm saying it again. I'm a superhero. <laughs> I'm like, I got the Spider-Man bite, and uh, I, I'm going to have these superpowers forever, and uh, I'm going to deal with them, and, you know, um, you know, when they act up, I'll figure out a way to cope and deal with it and come out the other side a better, stronger person. I See, that's very inspiring, because, like... Some people don't like to hear that. I'm sorry if it offends anybody. Well, I, I can understand why some people don't like hearing it, but I find it encouraging yeah yeah i do it's good. maybe it's like the next stage in evolution right maybe you never know like you know i'm sure like uh 
uh, you know, Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon men were walking around worried about their feelings and how upset they were. They were just fighting for survival. And then eventually we evolved into what, if that's what you believe, if you don't, that's okay. I don't want to judge anybody. This isn't a podcast about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, even people in early times, they, you know, they weren't thinking about that stuff. They were focused on surviving. And now we live in an age where we don't necessarily have to, at least for some folks that are, you know, privileged to not have to struggle at the bottom. Um, and I think we get, you know, kind of caught up in this, um, I don't know, illness or whatever you call it that kind of eats away at us. But, you know, when, like, if, 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 if I moved to, you know, alert, you know, up in the territories and a thousand or 2000 years from now, my descendants would adapt to that environment. They would have changed physically and mentally. And I think this is just an adaptation, probably like we're adapting to the new stressors in our environment and the new things that are coming at us, whether it's, you know, constant connectivity to the world and to your work or different expectations set on us from society that wasn't around 200 years ago or you know the environment changing as a whole the food we're eating processed foods whatever it is that's you know causing this or whether it's been around since the dawn of time i don't know we're adapting and we're changing and we're evolving and I, maybe maybe we are in the next step in evolution superheroes mutants whatever you want to call it marvel fans out there hoorah <laughs> i'm a marvel fan are you really yeah Oh, you waiting for Spider-Man to come out? Cannot wait. Oh, <laughs> just killing me. That's what gets my stress up. I see a trailer. I'm like, no, I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to see the trailer. <laughs> you want it all to be a surprise? I want a whole thing to be a surprise. I hate trailers. Really? I don't want to watch them. I don't. And you know, like when you're watching a series and it's like, next time on The Walking Dead. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut it off. <laughs> I don't want to see it. You don't want to see No, because I'm just like thinking about it after that. Like, leave me on the cliffhanger. I don't want to see what you want me to see and then stress over that shit. <laughs> I, just, I already got my own stress. I don't need any more. I don't, don't shut it off. I don't want to see it. That's so funny. Yeah, I avoided every Avengers Endgame trailer, teaser, Facebook comment analysis, everything from the time wow. uh, Infinity Wars ended. Uh, and I watched that right through. I just like. If I saw anything that came up, like Avengers or Marvel on like a, a Facebook feed or anything, I just like scroll past it or I shut the shut the app off. Like, nope, done. I don't have cable. I don't need to worry about ads on television that I have to like shut the TV off for thirty seconds and wait. <laughs> done. That is committed. Oh yeah, I hate spoilers. Oh. I hate having to think. I mean, I hate mean, to touch say. <laughs> I hate, <laughs> I hate my brain. <laughs> You know what? I've actually <laughs> recently been talking to one of my friends about how much I wish that I could just stop thinking for a while. Oh, listen, that was actually another thing that I realized when I was like looking back at my life before I realized that I had anxiety and depression is I would just constantly overthink everything to the point that I couldn't sleep at night. I'd be thinking about every interaction that I had with every person that day and like, Tearing it apart and ripping it apart. Did I say the wrong thing? Did I upset them? Did I did I do something I should have? Was that a missed opportunity? Was that this? Was that that? And it would just like drive me insane at night. I couldn't sleep. And 
Yeah. yeah. I'd just be up all night smoking cigarettes outside and like stressing about things. I'm like, oh my God, I pissed that person off. And I'd like pull my phone out. I got to call them. I got to text them. I'm like, no, you would eat. It's three o'clock in the morning. They're sleeping like a normal person. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've done the same thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank God I'm not alone. No, definitely not. Yeah. I. One thing that I'm still working on getting out of doing is that I would, at the end of the day, look back, yeah, at my day and see everything that I did wrong or how how I could think that I possibly did something wrong. Mm. And so that I could, like, basically just lay in the guilt of it. Oh, yeah. Right? It sucks, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And then, if I couldn't think of anything to feel guilty over, <laughs> I would feel guilty for that. Oh, no, stop it. Because <laughs> I'd really? be like, I can't even think of the thing that I did uh, that I must... My brain must not be working. I know I did something stupid. I know stupid. I did something, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's turned into a positive. Okay. Because once you understand that that's what you're doing, you already have these amazing analytical skills. And you can look at situations ahead of time and, like, almost calculate, you know, how somebody may react to what you're going to say. And then change your, you know, narrative, I guess, or whatever it may be to suit the situation better. And then in reflection, as long as you know, this is, this is my bullshit happening right now. This is my illness. I'm going to use a little bit of it and then I'm going to shut it off. And however you shut it off, it's up to you. I use crosswords. Um, I do crosswords. I do the hell out of crosswords. I do so many. Seriously? I do like five a day sometimes just to shut my brain off. Um, so once I get to a point where like, yeah, I think I did good there, or I could have improved on this, but that's fine. I didn't piss anybody off or next time I'm going to do this, or I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn this into an idea that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, use, um, tomorrow or next week, or when I encounter a similar situation, throw that in your tool belt, stick it in there. You use it when it's appropriate, use your coping mechanism to shut your brain off from overthinking things. And then all of a sudden you've done your crossword and you're like, Oh, what am I going to do now? go outside. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go on with life. And if you're going to use crosswords, use the easy ones if you're not like used to crosswords because <laughs> otherwise they get really stressful and I'm like swearing at it. Like they can hear me like, you know, doing the crossword. Like that's a stupid clue. Stupid. <laughs> Who's going to get that? <laughs> okay. That's noted as well. Yeah. I got into crosswords for a little while. Yeah. It was a few years ago and I had to do the easy ones too. Oh yeah. Always start other, easy. Yeah, because yeah. it's just so You got to get those wins. And then you when you're done, to. it's like, yeah, I, I did, did something. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that it was the easy one. And no one's actually going to go back and look. Nobody actually checks crosswords. No, you're like, hey, I did a crossword. Oh, wow, that's awesome. They're not going to go through each clue and be like, oh, no, you, you screwed up on that letter. That's not how you spell uh, possum. You got to <laughs> use an O. There's an O. <laughs> There's an O. Who puts an O at the start of something that sounds like it starts with P? Yeah. The English language. That's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. (coughs) I totally agree. Picard is at the door. Hello, Picard. Hey. Hello. Yeah. So Picard is spelled with a P at the start because that's what it sounds like. That's right. That's what it's supposed to do. (laughs) That's what it's supposed to do. Some asshole that found the possums the first time and like, how can I screw with everybody? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to name this possum. And the guy's like, all right, let me spell that. No, no. With an O. (laughs) Really, man? You're going to do that to people? Yeah, man. I want to screw with people. (laughs) That's it. That's just some asshole from like however long ago is like, how? 
mess with people. <laughs> and hence the possum was named. That's it. <laughs> history, folks. Real history. Real history. Yeah. <laughs> so then, okay, out of the, it sounds like you have like a lot of really great strategies for dealing with, um, for yeah, dealing lot, with depression. A lot and of horrible ones too, but yeah. Well, yeah, we, yeah, yeah nice, a nice mixed bag. Sure. And uh, some, what are some of your favorites that you've come away with so far in your experience? When I'm really bad, um, and really bad, and like it's more than like a, you know, now it's, you know, when it was bad, it was bad, and it was bad for a long time, but now it's, you know, I can usually get out of a funk in a few days, um, you know, at least to a fairly, I guess, operational readiness level. Um, but my, my favorite thing to do is to get my butt out of this city and get into the woods and not do anything. Sometimes hiking's cool, but sometimes I don't want to walk. I just want to, <laughs> like, I'm lazy. I I, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> sit someplace and listen and only focus on the sounds and the feels. Well, feels with an S. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> of nature. But at least you can hear it. Yeah. You can hear the S. It's yeah, you like can hear the S. It's there. I put S. it there. I know that's not proper English, but I put it there and you can hear it. Um, <laughs> yes. And you now know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> and I just listen and, and feel. And I try and push everything out of my head except for the feeling and, and the sounds of what's going on around me. And it takes a while. But after that, you just kind of get to this point where it's like, yeah. I feel pretty good. Not necessarily good enough to go back into the world and society, but uh, it's almost euphoric sometimes, I find. Like, sucks in the winter, but I've done it in the winter. I've literally, like, put on these huge boots and coveralls that I used to wear when I worked at Kent Building Supplies when I was, like, 19 years old that were, like, for the winter. I look like an idiot, and I, like, trudge through the snow, and I get away from everything, and I sit by a, a river that's half frozen, but I can still hear it, <laughs> and, and I sit there, and I'm just alone with myself, and that, that's the best, when I can get out and do that, and it's not always possible because of work or, you know, uh, other personal commitments or whatever, but mm-hmm. when I get those opportunities, it's just the best. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. think I think we're we're like innately connected to nature and like it's our natural habitat. Like we build these houses and it's convenient and it keeps us warm and like we have all these awesome conveniences and I'm not shitting on that, but um like our connectivity to nature I think is so important. Like that's where we came from. You know, we came from living in woods or jungles or deserts or wherever it is that our people came from and we eventually, you know, adapted and made things convenient and but we still have connectivity to nature. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Because I find that when I'm feeling like really like down and stuff, if I even go out in the backyard and do Mm -hmm. some gardening, it's like, I'm like, Oh, I feel great. Oh, sometimes manual labor is the best. Honestly, like, (laughs) I just like some mindless task or even not even mindless, like just something where you're using your body. Like I was, Last weekend, last weekend I was all messed up and not feeling good, and I had to do some work on my car, and I'd never changed the rear brake pads on my car before, and I was, like, almost having anxiety about that. I was like, no, I'm going to do it. 
Um, so I was doing it and I was cursing and I was swearing, but I was only focused on the task and nothing else. And everything else that was pissing me off and bothering me and making me feel like a, a, a dirt bag went away for that little bit of time. Yes. And it was great. Ah. Okay, I have a sim well, like kind of a similar story where like um a last month, I guess now, when I was in Ontario, um, I was staying with my sister and my sister and her husband live on like they live in the middle of nowhere on three hundred acres of land and they have this long uh just like dirt driveway. And in the winter, like after the winter, all the big rocks are kind of yeah. pushed up, right? And so um, they needed to clear the big rocks from the driveway. And then they were just moving them over to um, a fire pit that they had made. Okay. So I, so they were heading out to do that. And I was like, can I help too? And they're like, yeah, you can help. So my brother-in-law had the tractor. My sister and I had shovels. And we were just going along the driveway, hauling yeah. these huge rocks into the bucket yeah. of the tractor. And it was just, it was so great. Yeah. And it makes you feel useful, too. Yeah. Like, if you're just sitting around with your own thoughts, you're like, what the shit am I going to do? I'm useless. But, like, you have this task, and this task has, a, like, a linear point. Like, this is where it starts, and this is when it ends, and that's the goal, and I'm going to get to that task. Yeah. Um, and Or get to that goal. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get there, and then your mind just focuses on that that one thing. Yeah. And you just go, and you do it, and, you know, just maybe some of it's, like, you sweating out some of the evil, and some of it's just, you know, mentally you're focused on this and not on all the other crap. Yeah. And you hit that goal, and at the end of the day, it feels good. Feels good. Oh, it feels good. so good. Yeah. 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 Ah, <laughs> even just talking about it feels good. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. <laughs> let's go move well, some let's, yeah, rocks. Let's go find some rocks. We're going to pick them up, and we're going to put them down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do my like Arnold Schwarzenegger impression for that. Jeez, <laughs> that was amazing. Let's <laughs> get the rocks and put some down. Like that was good, right? That was really good. <laughs> wow. It's turn out like shit on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna listen to it after. Okay. Just to make sure. <laughs> I feel like I just want to relive that. Yeah. Okay. We're nearing the end of the podcast. Sure. But I have one question I like to ask everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, but I didn't think of a good answer. I, yeah. Well, okay, first of all, I'm actually like feeling really good that you know what I'm going to ask. I do know the question, but you ask it because it's tradition. Okay. <clears throat> what does it feel to you to be mentally healthy? Hmm. <laughs> See, here I am. <laughs> hmm. um, mentally healthy... <sighs> I don't want to say to be happy because, you know, you're not always going to be happy, but to try and find the one positive thing out of the most negative situation, regardless of how shitty it is, there's always a positive out there. And if you can train yourself to focus on finding it and when you find it, that day's going to be a good day. And if nothing else, if you, lo if you lose everything else that day, you can go back to that one positive thing and you can be well-ish, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like maybe not awesome, like, but yeah, finding the positivity is hard, but there's usually at least one, even a small thing. Oh, yeah. I like that. Cause it does. That's hard work. Yeah, it is. But I, worth it. I know a guy. Yeah. Um, actually, 
I met him not that long ago, and he also struggles. Um, and he said he keeps a, a whiteboard in his uh, in his kitchen, and every night before he goes to bed, he writes one thing on the whiteboard, and it's like one to do thing. Like some people have a to do list that's like seven pages long, and like a daily one, and then a weekly one, and a monthly one, and a yearly one, and like some people just go nuts with it. He writes one thing: send an email to my son. And he wakes up, he has his coffee, he sees it, he writes the email, and he puts a check mark beside it. And he writes it new every time. And that's one thing he knows he's accomplished that day, and that's that one positive thing that he goes back to. And I, he told me that. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I need yeah. to do that. Because <laughs> if, I, if I can clear off an entire task list with one task, <laughs> even though it seems trivial, that's it. And then you always have that one positive thing to go back to. I really like that. You like that? Yeah, I did too. I was blown yeah. away. I was like, that's so simple, but it's like, why did it elude me this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm doing that. You're doing it? Oh, I'm totally oh, hell doing yeah. that. yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Because then, yeah, because then you can focus on it. It can be the yeah. one good... It's, it's accomplished. It's yeah. done. It's ticked off. And then, you know, like, oh shit, man, I got all these other stuff to do, but I accomplished my one thing. <laughs> and I can still just... Yeah. Wipe that right yeah. off. And then, you know, you go drink your beer or, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, I, again, I'm not endorsing drinking beer um, <laughs> um, okay. or doing anything. But I'm also a, a believer that if, if you know, everything's going to kill us. <laughs> so, every, listen, listen, I smoke and I drink and I know that's bad and I know it's going to kill me, uh, especially the smoking. But it's my choice. And if I enjoy a cigarette, I'm going to smoke it. Because I could leave here and a bus could sideswipe me tonight and I'm gone. And if I lived the last 15 minutes of my life pissed off because I wanted a cigarette and I didn't have one, that's a shitty way to go. <laughs> that's a fresh perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Not endorsing smoking, not endorsing drinking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Uh, this was fun, actually. It was like I was like super nerved out at first, but this was fun. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> no, no, thank you for doing the podcast. Oh. Honestly, honestly, it's it's good shit. Thank you. You're welcome. And everybody listening, thanks for listening. We really appreciate this. And uh, Tom, like it was an it was an honor. I loved listening to your point of view on all these things. It was nice to be able to talk about what depression feels like. Yeah. The and rants. the rants. rants, love rants. Oh, good. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's like my bread and butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love rants. Um, and uh, yeah, just everybody out there, just know that uh, wherever you are. I'm sitting here, and I think that Tom is sitting here, too. I'm also here, real, in the flesh, in not the on flesh. Skype. Nope, not on Skype, in the flesh. And we're both sitting here loving you. We are. <laughs> so have an excellent evening, night, morning, afternoon. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye. <laughs>